Hey everybody, I'm Sarah. And I'm Vicky. And we're the Drama Mamas. Yes, we are. This week we are taking on the Christmas classic. (laughs) Happiest season! Oh my god. Came out this year on Hulu. This year. This year. Like two weeks ago. That's right. Uh, I don't know. People were buzzing about it. I saw a bunch of articles about it. The trailer looked good. Facebook thinks I'm bisexual, so I'm like up to date on shit like this. Uh-huh. Like they're like, oh, like you probably kissed girls. You'd like this movie. Uh, you've probably kissed girls. <laughs> <laughs> you like this movie. Facebook thinks I'm a big lesbian. They're just yeah. like you're a straight up lesbian. They're like, we know that your profile says you're married to a man. But we suspect he's a woman. <laughs> he's your beard. We have a special guest this week. Jennifer! Uh, this month. Jennifer! I think we've talked about you on the podcast. Okay. Perhaps. And now you're here oh. in the flesh. When we, like, a while back, we did some beer stuff. We were drinking some kind oh, of yeah, beer. Yeah. We and we brought your, up the um, beer heroines. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. yes. And I can actually be on this podcast now because I'm a mama. That's yeah. right. I mean, we would have had you anyway, <laughs> but. <laughs> I want you to come. Yeah, I've not been drinking much beer lately. <laughs> yeah, Jennifer has a baby. Kind. Like an itty bitty baby. Baby. Mm. We did the same thing to Sarah, didn't we? When she was fresh off the mama train, we were just like, come on to our podcast. We did, I think. Yeah. We should. That's that should just be what initiation. we do. Yeah. We're like, oh, you're a mom now? Come to our pod. Yeah. You're not really a mom until we'll you get the pod. We'll have to get Christy whenever she's not sick anymore. That's right. Uh, okay. So I'll go over the research and then we'll dive right on in. Because if you've watched this movie, and I hope you have if you're listening, there's a lot to unpack. Boy. Boy. So much. Okay, so I thought this was gonna be fun and heartwarming and nice. Dan Levy was featured in the trailer for a reason. Yes, because he's the best part of this movie. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, and he still sucks. Everybody no. in this movie sucks. He still he doesn't suck as bad as everybody else in this movie sucks, but he still sucks. You, you'll make your case later. I will. I have really good news. This movie has the same writer and director. Ooh, last research. This was written and directed by Clea Duval. She has four writing credits since 2016 and six directing credits since 2013. Before this, she wrote The Intervention, which I've never heard of, but she wrote and directed it. And since uh, she has a couple things in pre-production, it might surprise you to know she doesn't have anything else coming out between, that hasn't, are you taking a picture of my tree? No, I'm blind and I'm trying to read what this ornament says, so I zoomed in all the way with my camera. <laughs> it was actually um, a prize for last year's gingerbread house making party thing. Oh, was it? And uh, the guy that won it didn't take it home, so it's on my tree now. Oh. That's how that works. Wow. Well, um, so that's fine. I'm just old, and so I was using my camera zoom feature. To try to read it because that's definitely how I've watched Justified before. Are you serious? Yes. Wow. <laughs> so this movie uh, came out this year, so it might surprise you to know that most of the cast has not had anything come out between the time it came out and the time we're recording this. In the past two weeks. That's right. Yeah. They're just slacking. That's all it is. Yeah. They, those fucking actors, man. They're so fucking lazy. I know. God. I, you know they're going to blame it on COVID. It's like there's not even... Yeah. No, so it's like there's ethic. not even a pandemic. <laughs> um, this is all a hoax, so Hollywood can have a year off. So this movie stars Kristen Stewart. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was the dumbest fucking thing I've ever yeah. said in my life. I mean, it, it's not even the dumbest thing you've said on this podcast. Oh. <laughs> I don't listen to this podcast. As the person so who edits it. I don't know what I say. <laughs> Why would you think that would endear you to the people listening? (laughs) Mm, I'm too good to listen to this podcast. I'm not a big narcissist who wants to listen to myself (laughs) talk all day. You are. You are a big narcissist. I'm not a narcissist. It's just not your brand of narcissism. Okay, so Kristen Stewart stars in this movie. Uh, She has 55 credits since 1999. She was a child actress. I don't think a lot of people remember that because she was in Twilight and a lot of people assume that's like when her life began. Didn't she do 
Didn't she do some movie where there was like a, it was one of those safe boxes that rich people have in their houses? Yes. Yeah. It's not called a safe box, though. Do you know what it is called? I don't oh, know. Pan- no. Panic Yes. Room. Yes. Okay. Panic, Panic Room. room. Okay. Yeah. With yeah. Jodie Foster. She played her daughter that's like diabetic or something. They have to get out to get her medicine. Yeah. So she's the biggest problem in that movie, other than, of course. Actually, I think I saw that in theaters. Oh, wow. With my boyfriend when I was a senior, maybe? Oh, did you see the movie or were you just looking out? Wrote. <laughs> yeah. Luke and I had to did watch you get Sin- handy in the back of the theater. Wow. <laughs> I've never done that. <laughs> Luke and I had to watch Sin City like seven times before I actually saw Sin City. So <laughs> I'm just wondering if other people had that experience. Mm. Oh, boy. So for the record, she's probably been in like critically acclaimed shit. But I only write down the stuff that I have heard of or sounds familiar. Yeah. Which is really a reflection on me and not Kristen Stewart. (laughs) So, before this, she was in Panic Room, Jumper, Twilight, The Runaways, Snow White and the Huntsman, and Charlie's Angels more recently. Mm. And since then, this just came out. So there is no since then. (laughs) Since Mm. then, this. Not a lot. Now, okay, not to put you on the spot or anything, but did you watch Halt and Catch Fire and or listen to our podcast on it? No, I'm not. It's okay. How dare you? Yeah, I'm not hurt. I'm just disappointed. How dare you not listen to our pod podcast that I've I don't listened even to every listen episode. To. Just Somebody has to edit it. <laughs> Mackenzie Davis is uh, she plays Harper. She plays a cunt. Yeah, it's rough. She has 31 credits since 2011. Before this, she was in that awkward moment. She's been very busy. Yeah. And some pretty big projects, too. Yeah. She was in that awkward moment, which I'm pretty sure is a Zac Efron movie. Uh, she's in an episode of Black Mirror. People loved that episode. It's on season three. I didn't love it. Mm. But people in general were just like, this is the best episode. I was like, mm, there were way more fucked up episodes than this. This is like, it was like a sweet episode of Black Mirror. And that's not what I watch Black Mirror for. No. Uh, she was in Blade Runner 2049. She was in Halt and Catch Fire. Uh, Where she also played a shitty, selfish character. How <laughs> dare you? Cameron. <laughs> Cameron was so good in that show. She's like one <laughs> I mean, of the best is, parts. This is the part where you insert fucking parts from where we recorded catching. Where you're just like, I love her so much. Cameron's so great. Women power. Feminism. (laughs) Woo. Pretty much the entire season two is just us fawning over her and And Donna. Donna. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, oh, they're the best. They're the best. Yeah. But also, she was... she was pretty selfish and not like a good person in that show. She was really good about setting boundaries, which some people could say is selfish and other people could say is healthy. Well, some people might say she only plays roles where the relationship she's in go exactly the way she wants them to go. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. Uh, she was in Tully, which I don't, I've never seen, but it sounded familiar. And she was in Terminator Dark Fate. Which I think Luke watched and hated. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, So I feel like I've seen it. (laughs) Because I've definitely heard about it. Uh, And then since then, she actually is filming a TV show called Station Eleven. I have no idea what that's about. Hmm. But I thought we'd plug it. Why not? I like her. Sure. I didn't like her in this movie. I don't like her in this movie But I like her in general. Uh, The Oscar winner in 2020 was Parasite. Okay. Uh, just to get you in that 2020 state of mind, oh, God, in case you've worked so hard to get out of it, I'm going to bring you back in. Oh, the year that lasted 86 years. It's still going, Vicky. Oh, my God. We're still not out of it. Oh, my God. Uh, director Clea Duvall, Clea Duvall wrote this film as an autobiography. She has said that she wrote it so she could see her own experiences play out on screen. So... Which she's definitely she Kristen Stewart's okay. character. Now, okay, because I was gonna say, I don't feel bad for you. If she's you're an- any fucking other character in this movie, I'm sorry. Ugh. That's tough luck. She is. Um, if you saw her, you would recognize her. She's been in a million and one things. She was an actress turned writer director, and like in the late '90s, early is? 2000s, she has a very lesbian energy and so she typically plays a lesbian or someone that has that energy Five. yeah um but yeah if you saw her you would know her for sure it's clea duvall 
C-L-E-A-D-U-V-A-L-L. Google's got it. RuPaul's Drag Race alumni. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, RuPaul Drag Race alumni Jinx Monsoon and Ben De La Creme are yes, featured in this yes, film. Yes. Yes, and I was very happy with that. Were, they were the best part of this movie. I would even say Jinx was better than uh, Ben De La Creme. De La? I would agree. Like, she seemed a little bit weird. I... But she's edited weird. Followed them on Instagram. I also followed them on Instagram. And I saw them in those outfits, and I was like, I wonder what they're doing. <laughs> So I guess cool. I know. Yeah, well, I loved Jinx. I loved her whole season. Yep, water off a duck's back. Yes, the fact that I was happy she won and Alaska was in that season oh. says a lot about Jinx. Love Alaska. Uh, Alaska talks. Okay, in Harper's no, old room. Love Alaska <laughs> talks. Uh, in Harper's old room, there's a poster of Josh Hartnett, the film's director, Clay Duvall, co-starred with Hartnett in The Faculty in 1998. Oh, thought that was a little fun tidbit. It was a nice. It was a nice throwback to the two thousands when he was hot shit. Was he hot shit though? I remember him being pretty hot shit for like two years. I remember thinking he was hot at one point. Did you ever? I don't know that I thought that. Yeah, maybe for like yeah, I don't like really five remember minutes. Him. Yeah, like I remember when Pearl Harbor came out. I was in this like weird stage where I didn't want to think it. What everyone else thought was cool was cool, and so like my so first teenager. Yeah. And my friends are just like, oh, Ben Affleck. And I was like, but what about that other dude? <laughs> and I feel like that was just me trying to go against the grain. I guess I've, he's always kind of the supporting. Yeah. 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 And apparently he like quit Hollywood for a while. I mean, I mean that tracks because I haven't heard about well, maybe him. Maybe Hollywood like quit him. I don't know the whole story. <laughs> who knows who quit who? I know him and Harrison Ford did not get along when they were on set together in Hollywood Homicide. I was about to bring that movie up. Because yeah. that was the that's the movie that I think about when I think of Josh Hartnett. That's so like, funny. I yeah. always go to Pearl Harbor. Always. Now that I he was an O. Know that movie. We covered that. We did cover O. Okay. O was a good movie. Yes. It follows Othello like, pretty closely. It, yeah. It's yeah. probably one of the better Shakespeare of our Shakespeare mm-hmm. chapter. Yeah, in case you're listening and you're not aware, we did a whole season on Shakespeare inspired movies and we some did were much better than others and some were much worse what was rain of blood no that's not right uh what was throne that of blood throne of blood i think that's that right. that was the, the samurai movie yeah, yeah with the singing the old singing guy yeah that was fucking was weird man fucking like i've not seen that Japanese. Movie. i've seen bits and parts of that movie. it was it was wild it was a wild ride yep i'm so glad we took that together man <laughs> Uh, okay, let's see. One more piece of shit. I mean, <laughs> trivia. One more piece of One trivia. More piece of shit. Who won the presidential election in 2020? Mm. Well, that's still up for debate, apparently. Uh, so apparently. we'll catch you on January 20th. And maybe we'll know by then. Mackenzie Davis, Harper, Dan Levy, and Victor Garber, the dad, are all Canadian. Oh, okay. That was fun. I knew Dan Levy was Canadian. Yes. He's great. I love him. I, I do too. I want to be his friend. The fact that he, like, I love <laughs> Shit's Creek so much. And it feels like. That's just him. Yeah, it feels like that. Because David is so charming that yeah. I feel like that has to come from a real place. Right. And so I'm just like, I like him. Yeah. I, I bet that's why I like Mackenzie Davis as well. She also has like a. Not in necessarily in this movie, but when she played Cameron in Halt and Catch Fire, she has like this vulnerability that I really connect with, and I'm just like, oh, I like her. Like yeah. that has to come from a real place. That's poor white trash. Yeah, I love see that. See each other. Yes, I see you. I girl. see me I see in you. you. <laughs> I know that life, but I didn't. I don't make the big bucks now. Not anymore. Not ever. Okay, so that's all the trivia. All right. So let's talk about the movie. What's the basic breakdown? You want to tell us the story? Okay. Tell me so, the story. Okay. The basic breakdown is there's... You're not going to be complimentary, are you? These two lesbians, and they're super great. They're so happy. They love each other. And the one lesbian is like, I love Christmas. Christmas is the best. You should come do Christmas with my family because you're an orphan. And the other lesbian is like, 
I don't know. But then the next day she's like, yes. And then the lesbian that invited her was like, I don't know. Yeah. Super annoying. Which is a red flag. Yeah, it is. That's true. But they decided they were going to do it. And then they go. And the fucking lesbian that invited her to meet her family is not out of the closet. And is so far stuck in the closet that she also wants her lesbian partner to lock herself back into the closet just for five days. It's no big. And then she'll come out after Christmas. Yeah, yeah, you know, after Christmas. She just doesn't want to ruin Christmas. She totally told you six months ago that she came out to her family and that you're her girlfriend and you guys are so happy. And they took it really well. They took it really well. They're so happy. Except, oh, wait, her dad announced he was running for mayor and so she thought it was a bad time. So for five days, you need to just, you just need to not be a lesbian. I'm sorry. So that's have a to general plot. And then but also don't lie because you're a bad liar. Things get progressively worse. Yeah, it's really shitty, man. Yeah. It's not, it's not fun. Like, no part of this. This made me feel real. It hit hard for me. Mm-hmm. Because I've not ever been a lesbian locked back into the closet. Right. But I've definitely been the person who's like, oh, I don't belong here. Yeah. Like, this is not, yeah. this is not my family. I yes. don't fit. And mm-hmm. it's very clear that they don't actually want me here. I think when this movie started, like, when they arrived and we were meeting the family, they were all bad. Yes. They were all re- cartoonishly bad. And I was like, oh, this is going to be kind of boring. But then, like, eventually they started bringing out a little more nuance and you started to understand. And by the end of the movie, I felt like I understood why each character was the way that they were. I just yes. feel like it could have been a little less blatantly horrible. You know what I mean? It was it was just not It was not the happiest season. You know yeah. what? It really it reminded me of real Christmas because people are always like, it's the most wonderful time of the year but really it's the time of year where the most people kill themselves so is it no and that's what this movie felt like killing yourself like it felt like it felt like abby was like i can't i fucking i'd rather die than be stuck here yeah these people and it was just not it was not cool this movie made me cry a little bit yeah well, I think what's great about this movie is that it's relatable on a lot of levels because I feel like a lot of people revert back to a different person when they're with their family. Oh, they revert sure. back to that person they were when they were like 15, you know, yeah. when they were still trying to forge their own path in their own family. Yeah. That's why the pro move is to cut off your family. Yeah. I mean, what made it worse that was my strategy. was like stuck back in there competing with her sister yes it may have not been as bad if it hadn't been for that because she saw immediately she had to compete yes yeah and it made me wonder if when she went to tell her family if she was just afraid of losing that status because to me harper felt like a person and i know people like this i feel like i used to be someone like this mm-hmm. i was just never successful at it but someone who's terrified to be on the outside yeah like they're it's- just so desperate to be in the inner circle. I mean, yeah, I think I think if uh, if everybody's really honest with themselves, we're all we all want to be on the inside. We don't want to be outside of the circle. We don't want to be the outsider looking into the warm house, being mm-hmm. like, "Why am I not part of this?" Mm-hmm. Well, um, I think so that I, by the end of the movie, I understood her motivations, but it was still shitty. But man, putting putting the quote unquote love of your life mm-hmm. through that kind of week is really it's hard super for me fucked to up but you, know, you have to be secure in a relationship like you know kids usually act worse for their parents than they do anyone else for sure because there's there's security there they know that even when their parents are mad and even when they're in big trouble that they're still safe there they're still loved that's still a safe space right it's not all kids most kids i think you could say that 
And so the person that they feel the most secure with is the person that they feel the most comfortable being little shits with. Right. And I feel like um, Harper was a little bit like that with Abby. Like, Abby was her safe space. And so she felt really like that relationship had the flexibility to bend the way that she bent it Mm. without breaking. Mm. But it's not okay to treat someone like that. And when... When you're not a child anymore and you have a little bit more self-awareness, you know that that's not okay. Yeah. And in the beginning, I really think she didn't realize what she was doing. No, I don't either. No, I... But then as it progressed... That night she stayed out with her friends. Oh, man. I think that she was getting some perspective and having to, like, face it. You know what I mean? And that's why she immediately was like, why are you smothering me? Because, like, she's just addressing these issues. And then, like, her girlfriend's coming in and just, like... Where were you? What were you doing? And she feels guilty. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, I think that was the moment where she started really starting to, like, face the issues at hand. Sure. I've been in similar situations to that where I'm like, hmm. Asking all these questions. Making statements. Assuming. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I just, I almost started doing the faces. (laughs) But I can't. I just, you know, I don't know, man. I just felt real bad. I feel bad for old Clea, whatever her name is. Duval. That yeah. that's something that she experienced. I'd like to know if she is still with that person. Mm. I know that the end of the movie made it seem that way because they were like, one year later, happy, engaged, yeah, super gay family, mayor, party, whatever. But like, did you guys get married? Are you guys still together? Did, is this just like what you wish would have happened? Is this your storytell ending? And, yeah. But really, when you said, I'm it's done, over. it's over, it was over. Or was that the happy ending where it's like, maybe you didn't say it's over and you allowed yourself to continue to be treated that way and you wish that you had said this is over and then things had changed? Yeah. I'd be interested to know that. I mean, it's not my business, obviously. Right. But now I'm invested. But you've told me this story. Right. <laughs> uh, and I have questions. So, okay. I feel like Harper ultimately made some really bad decisions mm-hmm. and treated the person that she loves the most the worst. Yeah. But I understood where she I understand feeling like you have to earn the love of your parent by mm-hmm. you know jumping through their hoops and making sure that you're meeting their expectations making sure you shine academically yeah because they're like as long as you do your best it's fine anything they brag but about you like, you feel like that's, your best. that's not the standard that you have to meet you know what yeah. I mean like I I get that to a certain extent right um her sister, what was her sister's name? Which one? Allison Breeze. Sloan. Sloan. Sloan, I also get because yeah. uh, that's the fact that she was a corporate lawyer and married a corporate lawyer and was very successful. That was obviously something that they bragged about. So and ever proud. since she stopped being that, she has been second best. No matter how good she is at what she does. And she's not in that mold anymore. Like she said at the end, she was like, you only like me for my family. Yeah. That's exactly. it. That's my only asset now because I'm not a lawyer anymore. That's the only thing I have. And that's sad. Just their whole, their whole dynamic makes me really sad. But I can understand how you can get there. I do understand because like, you know, I have two girls in competitive dance and you know, I check in with them. I'm like, are you sure this is what you want to do? And they say yes. And then, like, I I help them achieve their goals. And sometimes sure. that means I'm pushing them. Sure. And it, it's a fine line to walk where it's like, am I being a pageant mom? Mm. Am I, you know what I mean? Here's the difference, I think, as I see it. As a person who's been your friend for, I don't know how long. <laughs> long enough. Long enough. At least as long as I've been at my job, which is almost six years. <laughs> Uh, you regularly tell your children that you love them. Mm-hmm. You don't only tell them that you love them when they succeed at something. Right. You don't only tell them you love them when you're proud of them. You tell them all the time, even when they're being little shitbags. Mm. Your kid will be a shitbag. 
sometimes. <laughs> I'm sure she's already been pretty stubborn. And <laughs> sassy give, her, give her a couple years and you're going to be like, oh, I love you, but oh. But you tell, even when they're being bastards, you're like, oh, I love you. I wish you wouldn't do these things, but I love you. And that's not the way that yeah. came out. It became tied. Yes. Yeah. And but I think I can understand how I can get there without you realizing it. You know, when when you try to help your kids achieve their goals and you put a lot of effort into it. Sure. And then you get wrapped up. If you're a competitive person, it's easy for you to get wrapped up into the competition sure. aspect of whatever it is they're doing. I'm a naturally competitive person. And, like, sometimes I know. Are you? <laughs> I know that's hard to believe. <laughs> we never fought over a board game. <laughs> that was the, one of the most uncomfortable game nights we've ever had. Oh, my God. We still don't play that game. I can't even think of what it's called. It was a fun game, too. Until it wasn't. <laughs> Until it wasn't. <laughs> Oh God! That's Sonya's game. She she'll yeah. know what it's called. Yeah, if we ask her. She'll be like, "You guys ruined it." We did. Um, but as a naturally competitive person, it's I can I can feel myself getting caught up in it. Where you know, Serenity, one of her goals this year is that she wants to place in the top five and she wants to get a double platinum. Sure. And so sometimes when she is just like shitting the bed in practice, which everybody does sometimes. Yeah. And I am aware of that on one level, but on another level, I'm just like, if that's your goal, this is not okay. <laughs> I don't. I understand what you're saying, mm-hmm. but you give them room to be like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Right. And I don't think like obviously they've not said they don't want to do it anymore, but I really don't think that if they did, you would be like. Well, this is Jane, and she sucks, but she's, you know, well, she's yeah. doing her best. Jane, I loved Jane. I loved Jane from the <laughs> very first moment they did, completely dismissed her, and she was just like a puppy dog and just kept going on with her life and being really affectionate still. I was just like, oh, that's my girl. Poor Jane. <laughs> Poor Jane. She deserved better than this family. She, she did deserve better than this family. She still sucked a little bit. Okay. Not as much as Explain. the rest of the family. It's, I think it's because she was awkward. Mm. And so she was like, oh, this is Abby, the orphan. Yeah. Oh, she doesn't have any parents. You're She's so an orphan. Strong. This is Christmas, and you're alone. Yeah. That yeah. sucks. That makes her suck. Is she the worst character in this movie? Oh, not Absolutely even. Absolutely not. Not even in is that family. anybody in this movie super fucking great? No. Alison Brie is one of my favorite actresses. She's very cute. She's so pretty. And, like, I just find her to be charming. So it was really hard for me. She had a little bitch face on this whole movie. Yeah, she was such a kind. (laughs) And I was still just like, she's cute. She's had some pain, that's all. (laughs) I mean, I just, mm. yeah. That family was pretty fucked up. I did like that the mom... Like, she processed it, and then she was like, these are our kids, and we've really mishandled some shit. And also, she was like, you know what? There are things that I want to do and that I don't like that I've been pretending that I don't want to do and that I do like, mm-hmm. so we can pretend to be perfect. But, like, well, there is no perfect family, my guys. I think that I was really lucky when I met Luke because... My family wasn't really into appearances as far as, like, we didn't try to put on airs. But, like, mm-hmm. if if my parents were fighting in the car on the way somewhere, you would have no idea when they got there that they were fighting. That was just not something that they would put on display or anything. Right. And it wasn't even that they would, like, just be quiet and not say anything. They would, like, literally pretend like everything was okay. Mm-hmm. And... That's not something Luke will ever do, I don't think. No. <laughs> ever. And no. so he kind of challenged that mentality. Upset about anything and being quiet about it. Right. Yeah, no. If, if he feels it, you're, you're going to know. But, like, he kind of questioned, like, why you would do that. And mm-hmm. it made me question why you would do that. And it kind of pushed me into living a little bit more authentically. Right. And it's not like, you know, like, I, I'm i not gay. I didn't have to come out to my parents or anything. Right. But, like, I definitely live a different lifestyle than they would probably want me to. Sure. And 
I don't hide it anymore. Like I don't, I don't try to fit an image you anymore. And I, that's a lot here. because of Luke, because he was, he would challenge that, that thought process and like, why are you doing this? And I'd be like, you know, I, there's not really a reason why I'm doing this. Like, yeah. I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. So like for me, I was just really lucky to find someone that was just like, girl, he never says girl. He would never. I wish he, he would. would never. <laughs> that would make me. Oh man, girl. <laughs> okay, so we've talked oh, about man. Harper, Sloan, Jane. Yeah, we talked a little about the mom. A little bit, a little bit about the mom. We touched on the dad. A lot of the dad is that he wants to be mayor. And that he has sunk all of their money uh. into campaigning. Mm-hmm. And so he's really high strung about having to win. Well, politics is all about appearance. Yes. So that it was a really good way to apply pressure to the character of Harper and keeping the yes. secret. Like yes. it made sense narratively mm-hmm. why she would want to keep this quiet. Yeah. Why it would be um, extra important to her parents to keep it quiet. Yeah. I I don't know. It <clears throat> I was really frustrated until like the last ten minutes of this movie and then I was like, things are finally moving. Let's We're talk about getting somewhere real. <laughs> Let's talk about what she did to Riley. Oof. They were freshmen. Yeah. You're like 40, 13, 14 years old when you're a freshman. Yes. Well, she said they started dating when they were freshmen, but we don't know when she outed her. It could have literally been years. Mm, I don't know. It. I don't know. Any way it goes, yeah. she was outed in high school. It felt to me like it happened in freshman year because they were like, she was like, we're cute. We're passing these love notes. Mm-hmm. That's a first. <laughs> if you don't want to out yourself, that's fine. I understand. Mm-hmm. And I don't know in that situation. Obviously, they weren't like this is what the note said. Right, but I mean, it was a love note. Right. I don't know what in that situation you could say to be like, this is totally innocent. Mm-hmm. But you don't. Oh, that's else. super easy. None of your fucking business. In and high school? <laughs> yeah. 13, 14 years old, you're like, this is none of your fucking business. I mean, I probably would have said fucking, but none of your business. Oh, does that note say to you? Then it's none of your business. Why, why are you reading a fucking note that's in my locker? Anyway, that's my problem. Like, fuck you. And also, it just you don't out people. But the fact that 15 years later, she did the exact same thing. Yes. Pretty much the exact same way. Yeah, she's she like, was you're a liar. with it. Yeah. She's lying. So, I mean, because she should have seen grow. that Riley didn't, you know, become some outcast. She's yeah. successful. Well, her she, parents you know, still say her lifestyle. You know, I like, bet. people still say things. But, Snoopy, yeah. But, you know, Snoopy it doesn't seem... And her parents still got to invite to that party. Exactly. They, they right. weren't shunned. She's yes. becoming a doctor. She's yeah, she's doing just fine. She's life. Well, you know, most of the articles that I'd seen about this were like, here's the definitive list of why Abby should have ended up with Riley. And I was like, that's a little harsh. I know this is a rom-com. And I know that those two characters aren't the ones that are supposed to be together. And then I watched it and I was like, oh no, Abby should definitely be with Riley. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say that they should be together, but... Oh, they should definitely go on a date. Yes. First, they were they in, had more they were chemistry. in a gay bar. They were having fun mm-hmm. because Riley was like, yeah, okay, this is... I was forced out of the closet. This is who I am. Who gives a shit at this point? And she was genuinely, like, concerned where she's just like, are you okay? Is something going on? And she doesn't even fucking know her. Right. Well, she's pinned in that situation. Yeah, exactly. And I felt that was a little weak of Harper at the end of the movie to be like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, for sure. Because you know that was years of hell. And her, the rest of high school had to be hell for, for sure, her. For sure, for sure. 
I did appreciate that the writer-director was not like, she's going to say, oh, it's okay. I understand. No, she's like, you know what? You did it. I get it. Merry Christmas. Right. We're past it. Now you know how it feels. Yeah. Done. Uh... I did like the little pep talk that uh, John gave Abby, where he's just like, her not coming out to her parents isn't about you. Yeah, that was nice. It feels like it's about you because it's affecting you. Right. But it's not about you. Right. And it needed to be said because it's very true. That's most things in life, if you really think about it. Like, when people are doing things that are hurting you, Mm -hmm. they're not... Probably they're not doing it on purpose and it's got nothing to do with you and you just can't see behind the screen what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to be like, it's not about you. This is not personal. Mm-hmm. This is separate. She's trying to, you know, <laughs> when he told her, he was like, what did your parents say when yeah. you came out again? And she was like, they love me. They accept me. Blah, 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 whatever. So happy. And he was like, well, I got kicked out. And that's legit. Like, when you come out to your parents as an adolescent, even not as an adolescent, that's something you have to worry about. Um, and it's super great that Abby did not. Yeah. But seeing that perspective shift... From John's perspective, mm-hmm. I feel like helped her be like, uh, okay. But I also appreciate that she was like, I understand this, but I need somebody who's ready. Yeah. And that's... I can't live like 100% this. 100% okay for her to say. Yeah, boundaries. Exactly. You have to be... I, I mean, this is a little bit different, but I tell Serenity all the time... Because this is a quote from... I should know who says it, but I don't. Like, what you allow is what will continue. Sure. I'm just like, if you're being treated a certain way and you don't do anything about it, everyone is going to assume that it's okay to treat you that way. Yep. Until you do or say something about it. Right. Everyone's going to think you're okay with it. Why wouldn't they? (laughs) And so I'm just like, if you allow it to keep going... She... I was so proud of her this week. She, um, in her acro class, they separate by a certain skill level and then half the girls go in one class and half the girls go in the other and Serenity is the oldest in the lower skill class by like quite a bit mm-hmm. and she it's she's been salty about it for a while and I'm like look I will advocate for you as much as I can but I'm not there right I can't do this for you you have to say something mm-hmm. she's like well I told Carrie that I thought I should be in the other class and she said that if I didn't have my arrow on the floor that I shouldn't go and I was like, okay, well, then you can either accept that or you can tell her that you have your aerial, you're just nervous about it, and see if she'll work with you on it in class. Right. That's still something that you can do. And so uh, we had that conversation on last Tuesday, and this Monday when I picked her up, she was in the older class. Oh. Yeah, and I was like, I didn't bring it up, I didn't say anything. And then uh, the next day I saw Carrie, and I was like, I noticed that Serenity was in the older class. She's like, yeah, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> She's like... People were asking where she was, and I wasn't sure, and she was in Caitlin's class. <laughs> so my non-confrontational child just, just decided she would go class. in the other class and just write it out unless someone asked her not to. <laughs> I mean, was she able to do what they were doing? She kept up enough that they didn't kick her out of the class. So maybe she's... I'm like, that's class. one way to handle it. Like, she... <laughs> didn't allow it to continue so i guess that works but it just cracked me up that that was her solution she's like well i tried talking to him so i guess i'm just gonna do what i want to do that's funny <laughs> i look forward to seeing her as an employee someday oh god when she's just like mm, i don't like this i'm going over to this part <laughs> it's easier to ask forgiveness than permission yeah i mean if we're honest, that's essentially what I do when I'm in the office. I'm just like, work, work, work. And then I'm like, let me go talk to marketing. <laughs> let me go talk to my friends. Because <laughs> they're not in accounting. So the way that is old. <laughs> Harper did Riley was not okay. Riley was empathizing with Abby. Yeah. And like I said, I felt like they had more chemistry. 
personally. I just... I feel like when Harper saw Riley and Abby together, she had that twinge of jealousy. I thought she had a fear of Abby learning what she did to Riley and it changing the way she saw her. Ooh. I didn't even really think of it as jealousy. That's interesting. So much as fear. That's interesting. I thought it was a reflection of what Abby was seeing with her and Connor. Mm-hmm. And she was seeing it, but because she was playing that part, she was seeing guilt. Mm. And that's why she was like, what were you doing today? Right. How'd you get to town? Mm-hmm. How, what To me, you? that was like, what did you guys talk about? That's where it was leading. Right. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't know what I was trying to say. Probably because I interrupted you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck. <laughs> Reflection. Oh, she should have recognized as a fully grown and hopefully empathetic person that she was putting Abby into a really terrible situation and I understand why mm-hmm. I get it everything the wool has been pulled back I see <laughs> well she even said it but Abby needed a friend that week yes and Riley was that friend yeah and you should just be glad you that should she had just be glad that she had somebody. She even says it, uh, Harper, when they're when she said that she was leaving and she comes down, she's like, I'm not hiding you. I'm hiding me. Right. But she should also have enough emotional intelligence to realize that, that it doesn't just affect you. No. No. But emotional intelligence is one of those weird things where, like, I guess if you're wrapped up so hard in fearing that you're going to lose your parents' love if you're not perfect. Mm. Uh, and it's your place in, in the family. You know, a lot of people build an identity around that. Yeah. I think especially people that are very involved in their families, which I'm minorly involved with my family. But, like, Jennifer, you're really involved in your family. And I'm sure that, like, your place there, you know, there's a part of you that's built around that. And if something were to change, which... I think that your family's probably a little bit better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where I, there's not a fear of that, but like if it was to suddenly change, it would kind of rock your world a little bit, right? Yeah, like my like my core family stays pretty constant, but we've had some pretty big shakeups in like my kind of bigger group, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it 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 does kind of change things a little bit. Um, yeah. Because, like, my parents and my younger sister and I kind of have that core. And, like, even our spouses, that's, like, a core of it. But sure. I have a half-sister and, like, other kind of close relatives. And things have gotten a little wild in the last few years with them. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so we've had these, like, weird things where it's, like, almost like we kind of want to push this under the rug a little bit and don't want everybody to know about it. Right. But it's, it's just it's weird. But it didn't really affect how we functioned as a family sure but it was kind of like we became into like protection mode a little bit Mm. well like i'm an only child so like i've never had to fight someone else for like my place in my parents eyes or my place in my grandparents eyes because i'm the only grandchild on both sides but with me being the only grandchild, there were a lot of expectations that, you know, I would find a good Christian boy and oh, that, God. like, you know, I would go to college and I would have a career and I would have, you know, a big role in the church and I would have a bunch of kids and, like, just a lot of things that were never going to happen. I think uh, that twice the kids I have. Right? Well, you slept with twice the people I, I have. sure have. <laughs> <laughs> Twice the dicks. At least my mom can boast about that. Like, well, my daughter's only had one dick inside her, so. Yeah. I'm her she friend Vicky. Her, her friend Vicky circle. has had two. She's yeah. such a whore. She's such a whore. Gone. Uh, but. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, you said that John was also shitty. Okay. Explain. Okay. He's just really self-absorbed. Okay. Like. 
He, he showed up to help he her. He did. He did. I didn't say he was the fucking worst. No, I'm going to the mat with this one. That's fine. You can come. Come on. <laughs> we can fight the about it. Four cool fight. Yes. We can fight about it. Let's do it. He. I'm not saying he's. He's obviously not the worst character. He replaced movie. her fish. He is. He offered to take care of her pets. Right. He tracked her. <laughs> That's problematic. Is it? When he calls you and he's like, do you know you're at a country club? <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't tell you I was going to be here. He was just self-absorbed. He did come around. He did come and try to save her. Mm-hmm. But he was like, oh, I need to process this and just hung up in her moment of need. Right. He's, he's like, oh, oh, I'm listening to you, honey. I'm listening to you, honey. I'm just tracking this man until he leaves my apartment. Yes. I'm not saying he's a bad person. He's a bad character, especially against the rest of the cast. I guess but me. he's not like none of these people are good, solid people, except for perhaps Riley. I, she didn't do anything fucking rotten. No, she didn't, and she had the opportunity to. Yeah, because I sure. felt like she was gonna throw a wrench. At the country club, yeah, I felt like she was gonna throw I a wrench. If I heard that and that shit happened, I'm a petty bitch. I would have been like, oh yeah, uh, Harper. I just, you know, I heard that you and Abby are dating. What's going on with that? How are you guys doing? But I would have done it in front of everybody. So okay, no, we're not done because with, I'm a bad person. We're not done with Dan Levy's. That's fine. I love Dan Levy. He was the second best character in this movie. So He was still bad, though. I think that his role in this movie was the friend. Sure. And in my opinion, he was a good friend. Yeah. Yes, he hung up on her in her moment of need, but he was there. Like, he actually showed up I'm for her. I'm with you. I'm not saying he's the worst. I'm saying he's not the best. I don't know. I, I don't think we are going to agree on that. That's fine. We Jennifer, don't have to agree. What's your opinion? I feel like he was a little bit of a comedic relief. For sure. Mostly. There yeah, was and really good kinda, one, too. Yeah. Like, he would just have, like, a really good line, and then he would kind of laugh because things were getting, like, this is bad. This is bad. And then he would just say something. Mm-hmm. But. And Jane was also a bit of comedic relief. Yes. At first, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about her when she I showed up. I was really glad when Harper ruined her painting that she was like, yeah, I put a hundred hours worth of effort into that. And, and it was good. It was something. And I'm something and I'm worth something. I was like, yes, girl. Yes. Preach. Get that spine. We needed more Michelle Buteau in this. Oh, yes. She was the one that was giving the tour at the beginning. She's in, like, someone great for, like, three seconds. Christmas trees kill 16 people every year. I don't know that that's the number she said. I love her. She's in that Ali Wong movie that we watched in uh, Charleston. Yes. Yes. She's in that. Like, she's just this big part in all these movies. And it's almost so Most of them are on Netflix. Yes. She has a Netflix special, too. Yeah, her stand-up is funny. But her little parts in movies are, like, my favorite. I love yeah, her. No. I've, I want to be Dan Levy's friend. Yes. I want to be Michelle Buteau's friend. Yes. I want to be Jane's friend. Okay. Maybe. I want to be Riley's friend. I want to be Riley's friend. Yeah. Um, and I want to be Jinx and Dayla's friend. Yeah. Um, for a second, I thought that was the twins' name. No. Can we talk about the twins for a oh, second? no. No. They're fucking terrible they are weird pod children like they the only thing that they did in the movie was just be evil and when they started singing whatever that oh my god christmas song silent was, night yeah that, it, was, <laughs> it was a little creepy it was and it was bad it was like uh it was like the fucking scene in the shining when the twins are like come play with us except oh, yeah. it was boy girl I meant to write this down, but we didn't take notes because we just watched it and then recorded. Yeah. But I wanted to talk about Allison Brie up until they revealed that Allison Brie and her husband, Sloane and her husband, were getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. I actually thought they were really good 
like team when they were in the car and like she was being kind of a cunt to Abby uh-huh. and then he says like oh well you know you pick out all this the wood or whatever and she's like no babe you're the one with the eye and yeah. it was kind of like this sweet moment where like she's a terrible cunty person but like he seemed to or like when they were watching their kids not be evil and they would look at each other and yeah. just smile and slightly. Yeah, and seemed to fit with the family because when they were doing their little ice skating Yes. Yeah. And Abby wanted to intervene. He's like, no, no, no. They'll tire themselves out. Yeah, he's and like, when Jane's fine. like, I didn't even start the timer. He's, he's like, like, don't, don't tell, tell them, them that. <laughs> don't tell them. Yeah, like, I actually thought they were really good together. And he was good for her. And then, of course, like... Then you found him in the closet. Yeah, at first I thought he was just having an affair and she was aware of it and letting it happen. But then it was like, no, they've just been separated. Yeah. I don't know. I wish... I know that this is, like, Abby's biography or whatever. Yeah. But I wish I could have known... Like, I wish that there had just been a little dash cam on the ride home where she's like, we need to leave. And her husband's like, okay... My husband would be like, what happened? And then I would have to be like, I definitely wasn't making out with that lady's husband in the closet. For sure. That wasn't her husband. That's her assistant. Was it? Yeah, because she's just like, oh, to be, you know, to tell you the truth. earlier in the movie. I was so confused for a second. I was like, wait, whose husband? What? Sorry, I got confused because who brings their fucking assistant to a Christmas party? Yeah. Yeah. I, you don't pay me enough. Also, he had a funny moment where she's like, he'll be running things in a couple of years. And then as soon as she turns away, his smile completely drops. Yeah, I feel that. I feel like that could have been a three beat where we could have had like two more beats of that. And then the last one was subverted somehow. But like that, they didn't do anything with that. He was mm-hmm. just like kind of a catty assistant. Yeah. But I felt like they, they could have, that could have been I'm a couple more moments. Interested in John and Jane. Okay. Because is it like Shit's Creek where he's just like, I just like people. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I had the same because thought. Because he was, oh, yeah, I'm Abby's totally heterosexual <sighs> ex-boyfriend, and I'm here to get her back. Mm-hmm. But then he and Jane, Christmas morning, are having a nice conversation. About her book. And he was picking up on plot points, which I thought was hilarious. So did they just become, like, partners and he helped her... Write her book? I think so. Write her book and get her thoughts straight? He seemed to get the book on Christmas morning. Like, he seemed to get it. So I bet he just helped her write it. Okay. Because I was like... And encouraged her to publish it. But isn't he Weird. an editor or something? Oh, because yeah. at the beginning of the movie, he's oh, like, I manage all these authors. I manage these writers. I manage these, writers. Manage I manage these I kids. I forgot about that. That's right. That's right. So That's glad right. you're here, Jennifer. So smart. <laughs> uh, I actually wanted... That makes more sense. I'm glad you said that because I was like, I'm so confused. <laughs> I wanted there to be a subplot where like everyone wants to push the high school boyfriend and Harper together. Yes. But I wanted there to be, like, a twist where he was, like, already with one of her sisters. Like, that's oh. why he keeps coming around. It's not about Harper. It's about it's Sloane about or Jane. Jane. Yeah. Ideally, Jane. But, like, that once they be, revealed that Sloane... But Sloane... That would be the dream. Yeah. That's what I wanted. So, that that's why he keeps popping up. It's not even about Harper. Um, but then when he's just like, ooh, I felt like there was something else. I he gave her the perfect so opening. Much. There's somebody else. It's kind of a weird thing to bring up that far after. I felt like there was something you weren't telling me. You gave me the chicken pox and a bunch of blue balls. We hung out in a cabin all weekend with fevers. It's crazy that she told her girlfriend that story and left out the part that she was locked up with her boyfriend. Boy. Why why would you not? Hmm. I know lesbians go on did not always realize they were lesbians especially in high school and Mm -hmm. they dated boys yeah and there's no weirdness about it in their lives now they're just like yeah okay i did that and i'm not into it you're with someone who was never with a boy 
and never felt the need like they always knew who they were or they never felt the need to try to fit in I could understand wanting to downplay that part of your life like I I could totally get that I can't imagine knowing anyone it's kind of like always knew exactly who they were and was totally confident in who they were I mean there are people like that out there I definitely not that person I think that there are people who pretend that. Oh, I think there are people like that, that have always been comfortable being on the outside. They may not have known who they were, but they were okay with not fitting in. Oh, yeah, sure, that's fine. And that's a big part of understanding yourself as a person is understanding that you it's okay not to fit in. Wait, and that's what took me the longest. With the fucking weird kids. Yeah, like just be your own brand of weird. Like you don't have to try to be weird. Just be yourself, and that's weird enough. I just, if anybody's listening to this who's in high school, probably shouldn't be. Yeah, we we say fuck a lot. We talk about childbirth. You don't need to hear that. <laughs> that's not the reason. We say fuck a lot. Like we're in high school. You shouldn't listen to this because we say the f word. That's no. right. Uh, uh, we're rated R, bruh. Are we? I don't know. That's not the kind of I mean, rating system podcast use. Probably we would be. We've definitely uh, talked about stitching up our vaginas. So yes, that's why you shouldn't listen in high school. Because you'll never want to push a baby out. That's right. <laughs> if we want to continue the human race, you don't need you to hear about it. You guys can't listen to how your baby might rip you fucking <laughs> sideways. <laughs> give you Frankenjina. Frank oh my god. <laughs> I ripped sideways with Sage. Like, there was no... I was totally prepared to rip from my V-hole to my B-hole. I was totally prepared for them to snip me from my V-hole to my B-hole. I was not, like, looking forward to it. (laughs) But they did not do that. And instead, I got, like, a tear across my labia, I guess. And I had, like, a handheld mirror. And, like, two weeks after Sage was born, I was like, I wonder what things look like down there. They're starting to feel a little tight because there's stitches. And I cried. And I cried. And I went to Zach and I said, I have a Frankengina. And you can't ever look at it again. <laughs> Looks totally normal now. Just yeah. want to... I say yeah like I've seen that I have not. I just trust you. I fucking ripped it apart and shoved it in your face and I was like, are there any scars? Do you want to see my scars? Do you know how I got these scars? Oh no. So I definitely did not want a C-section like at all, but of course I had a Mm C-section, but now I'm like totally fine with it yeah you don't have to look at your poor frankenstein it did feel different like you wouldn't think because nothing came out but i mean afterwards it was still like weird yeah well, there's I, a lot of it's shit. still like it's you'd still like start to mm. progress right so something yeah things the are, ligaments were things are changing yeah. down there and then you're just like Yeah, and then, like, it definitely felt grotesque for a few days. Like, it felt like a waterbed. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the cottage cheese. And it was, like, where the scar was, it was, like, flapped over. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Motherhood. It's the worst. Um, yeah. Overall, I didn't hate this movie. I hated it for a while. I hated it. How long was this movie? I don't know, like two-ish hours. I hated it but for like the first hour and fifty don't minutes. Really liked that they ended up together. Me I too. really thought that they were not. It was gonna be one of those movies that like it's kind of bittersweet, but it's for everybody for the best. The best. Yeah. Sometimes you grow up and you grow apart, and you realize the person that you love is not the person that you're meant to be because with. Because I don't feel like Harper really redeemed herself. Mm-mm. No. no, it was just. Mm-mm. No, I. I was ready to fight everybody on the cast except for Abby and John. 
in and like Jane. the first 15 minutes. No, even oh, yeah. Jane, I was like, I'm going to fucking, I'll fight your crazy ass. Well, every time I looked over at you during the I'll movie. I'll have to worry about her biting me, apparently. Like, but... Your arms were crossed. You were literally shaking your head. No, you had like. Because uh, it was awful. Grumpy cat's face. How on. do you fucking treat somebody that you allegedly love like that? How yeah. do you let them experience that much, like, self-doubt and just, like, second-guessing? And I know she doesn't know... She didn't know you that know she was going to propose, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know what? I also, thought was I didn't weird. like that ring. That's not really the point, but that was not my style of ring. I didn't love the ring either. No. Um, Somebody put that on my hand, I'd be like, you don't know me at all. <laughs> Every time they would bring up a story, Abby would be like, oh, no, I heard the story. She told me about that. Whereas Abby was like this accessory to Harper that her family did not seem to know a lot about. No. Like, I know that she hadn't told them that they're girlfriends. But if if you're roommates, do you not talk about your and roommate? friends, friends enough that she would bring her home for Christmas, you would think that there would be Truly. some kind of like knowledge there about her something yeah where they're just like oh you know that crazy thing that happened last week like you know what i mean something like, other than oh you're an orphan yeah or and sloan picked up on it pretty early yeah she, she did she was like but her apartment's a one one bedroom right yeah. but then she didn't seem interested anymore hmm. like, she had her own shit just, going on she didn't have proof but I can't believe no one else, like, her parents. Well, and she also not- noticed how they were smiling at each other at that party. Yeah. Like, Sloan was picking up on a few things. But I think that's only because she's hyper aware of Harper and what's going on with her. Well, you know also, what I mean? it might also be that she's going through a separation and they're playing the part of a happily married couple. So she's picking up on those sly, we're a couple. Right. Where you're like oh, we don't do that. And then you're like, wait a second, what? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that also when you are trying to lie, you over-examine other people's... Yeah. It's like it's like when... Um, it's like when you're the cheating partner. Yes. And everything your partner does, you're like projecting you're cheating on them. Yeah. I have and a friend. so you're like, why are you cheating on me? Who is it? What are you doing? And you're just... I'm doing it, so you have to be doing it too, right? Yeah, and also, if you're on the defensive, you're not going to be, like, thinking about what I'm doing. If you're constantly having to explain your actions, you're not going to be questioning mine. Right. Such a shitty, common thing. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so overall, like, I did like... I enjoyed the movie by the end. Yes. But I don't know that I'll ever watch it again. I will not. (laughs) If they make a sequel, I might check it out. Perhaps. If it has the exact same cast, including Aubrey Plaza. Yes. She's the best bitch face. Yeah. I love her. Best. Like, I love her. Um, uh, I will not watch this movie again. Who's your VIP? Ooh. MVP, I mean. It's the wine. It's fine. I knew what you meant. Who's my MVP? Okay. You're about to ride my ass. Because I said he sucks. I wouldn't. No, you're. You but, come to my side. We're no, in agreement now. No, you come to my I side. I still think you just agreed with me. I still think that he was not the best person. You just said he's your MVP. He is because everybody in this fucking movie sucked. That means he's the best. Abby, arguably, is the best for putting up with it for so fucking long. Is she, or does she need better boundaries? I mean... I don't know. When you love somebody, you cut them a lot of slack. Yes. (laughs) Neither of us can say a lot there. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. Uh, But he did. He he was like, I can't help you with this right now. Mm -hmm. I need to think. And then he showed up, and he was like, uh, let's go. Let's go get your stuff. He gave her perspective. But when she said it was over and she was outside and crying, he did not come out and say, let's go. Yeah. He said, let's take a walk. Yes. And because of that, because it ended the way it did... He is my MVP. He's the best? No. 
he's the most valuable. Okay. What about you, Jennifer? Who's your MVP? Um, I, I thought I was going to say John, but I think it's Riley. Mm. Because I feel like she was there whenever Abby needed her. And she didn't yeah. Well, not that John wanted anything from Abby, but she really did not want anything. She had no skin in the game. Yeah, for sure. It was simply empathy. It and at the party, no she the was like just there to support Abby almost. Yeah. yeah. Because she was like sitting there and she's like, I'm going to go get you a real drink. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. That's what real brands do. Yes. Uh, just to be different, this I'm going to say Jane. I also like Jane a lot. I liked Jane a lot for the reasons that I said earlier. I like that she didn't let that stuff bring her down. Like, it's very obvious that she is an afterthought in that family. Yeah. But she, they gave she up still freely her gave her love and support. Yeah, I appreciate that even though they very obviously only keep her around for technical support, she's yeah. like, yeah, I'm real good with the internet. Yeah, she's happy to provide it because it's her role. I know how to do this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and she just didn't let it affect her. She's just like, you know, it is what it is. This is my family. I love them. Yeah. Whatever. I like that. Yeah. And it wasn't about not having boundaries. Like, Abby let Harper kind of walk all over her because she loved her so much. Yes. Jane's just like, I mean, they're walking, but they're not really walking over me. Like, this is just... Right. They're not taking advantage of me. Yes. They're just... They don't appreciate me necessarily the way they should. And I don't expect them to. No. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think we covered all the good characters in the movie because everybody else was kind of trash. Truly. Uh, Truly. All right. So thanks for coming on the pod. Yeah. Uh, I was happy to be here. I know thanks that we talk a lot. Me. We do talk a lot. So you probably didn't get as much in maybe as you could have with quieter people, but still glad you came. Me too. Glad you're here. Uh, if you want us to cover a movie, you can get in touch with us. You can like us on Facebook, The Drama Mamas Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at The Drama Mamas Podcast. We are on Twitter at Drama Mamas Pod. And if that was all too quick for you, you can find it all on our website, thedramamamaspodcast.com. Yep. Unless there was anything else, as always, remember to save the drama for these mamas. Mm-hmm.